them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling light. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwelling places here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice saying, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. You may be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Travel has been on my mind over the last couple weeks. Maybe it's because I'm looking ahead to a gathering of those in ministry in Phoenix this summer. Maybe it is seeing a family member posting pictures of her current trip to Memphis and announcing that she will be traveling soon to Paris. Maybe it's my desire, especially as we prepare for Lent and midweek services, to take a trip back to Holden Village. Either way, I've been thinking about those places that cause us to say, it is good to be here. Where is your place? For me, it is Holden Village in the northern Cascades of Washington State. But I also find myself saying that when I'm spending time with good friends, I found myself saying it over the last year as I drive uh, down the roads in this area and realize how much I've said it before, I miss the trees. And after being away for a while, I find myself crawling into my bed at night and saying, oh, it's good to be here. So what causes us to say or think those words? What is in our heart that causes that feeling kind of comfort or um, contentment, maybe peace, whatever that word is for you that causes you to feel that. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain, and he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became days dazzling light. And there appeared before them Moses and Elijah. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. I imagine all that is going on within Peter's mind and his heart, with all that has been going on around him, Jesus being transfigured before him, and Moses and Elijah, two important people within the Jewish history, and yet, he still says, Lord, it is good to be here. 
understand Peter's comments, I think we need to look further into this one, or we need to look further than this one event. Remember that the story happens in chapter 17. There's been a lot of experiences to get Peter to where he is to this day, to get Jesus where he is this day. Transfiguration Sunday is the last Sunday of Epiphany, the last Sunday before we enter the season of Lent. Confirmation students, last Sunday of Epiphany. What Sunday is it? What season are we in? Just say, yeah, take offense a little bit. Over these last seven weeks, we have heard stories of God revealing the truth of who Jesus is. We have heard at Jesus' baptism, God declare Jesus as God's son, the beloved, with whom God is well pleased, which is kind of repeated today. We have heard John the baptizer declare, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We have heard the disciples dropping everything, including their livelihood, to follow this man. We heard Jesus declare that he has come to flip the world upside down because God's love is greater than humans could ever imagine. Peter and the other disciples have spent couple years trying to understand who Jesus is, and sometimes they got it wrong. But their hearts were open, and they continued to take all of it in. This is the only way to take in the moment before the disciples in the story, to take it in with gratitude and hospitality, with an open mind and an open heart. Which takes me back to travel and time spent with others when we find ourselves saying, it is good for us to be here. Because maybe those moments are less about us and all about God. To find God's peace within us when we don't expect it. To feel God's presence in the sights and sounds around us, the smells in the air, and the laughter of friends. And maybe Peter's comment was more than Jesus' face shining and his clothes becoming dazzling white. What about those who have gathered together in the conversations had in that space? That Peter was able to connect that interaction and step away from the booming voice and the bright lights and the shiny clothes. Maybe Peter was able to understand his connection to God deeper than what we tend to focus on in the story today. I mean, there are questions as to why Jesus asked them to keep all of this a secret. And we'll never really know why Jesus said that, but we do know he wasn't part of a secret society. Jesus yeah. wasn't about hiding things from people. It wasn't about keeping this special secret for just certain special people. But it was about keeping it focused on God. That it wasn't about some, excuse my words, entertainment with lights and, and visions and voices from the sky, 
But it was about a deep connection with God that is beyond any words that could ever be written. It is a feeling. It is that peace that comes from within. It is a place where you feel the love within you as you say, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Because how does Peter come down that mountain with all that he has seen and heard and get people to see it for more than some type of fancy show? Where people now come from nowhere to see the, the flashy Jesus, the bright, you know, shining face and not grasp the truth of a deeper feeling that Peter cannot at this time put into words. My inner confirmation student, I go there a lot, would quickly say, obviously they didn't follow Jesus' suggestion to not tell anyone because we know this happened 2,000 years later. We know all about the story because it's told in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Did I use enough middle school attitude in that? Yeah, I try. But then again, my inner confirmation student can only connect with the, the bright lights, the shininess, and the, and the show of it all. It has only come over time as I have grown in my faith, or really, as my faith has grown and declined by going up and down the mountain, that I can begin to see the story as something more than bright lights and a shiny face. It is my time in mountain peaks and deep valleys that I have begun to appreciate God's presence in my life and the comfort and peace that can only come from God. It is in the places like Holden Village and my time with friends and the comfort of my bed that I understand the depths of what Peter says. Because one does not have to go to Paris or even to a mountain peak to know that feeling that Peter had within him. Peter, yeah, Peter, the one who will betray Jesus, is the one who stands on the mountaintop and gets it. Peter is the one who feels God deep within him and says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. It's not a question, but it's a declaration. I'm not sure where you are at, but my hope and my prayer for you this week is that you are able to find that space, to acknowledge the place and to proclaim deep within you Lord, it is good to be here. Thanks be to God.